Welcome to the podcast of Jessup First United Methodist Church, featuring our pastor, Rebecca Duke-Barton. It's so good to be with you in worship as we worship the Lord and hear the word proclaimed this morning. We've been reading through the book of Exodus since the middle of August, and now we have come to the end of this series. I've been grateful for this time with you as we've walked together through Exodus. We've cried out to God together. We've survived the plagues together. We've wandered in the wilderness together, and we have learned that we can trust in the God who sees and hears and knows us and comes down to deliver. There are some things that we go through that change us. I hope this time in the wilderness of Exodus is one of them. When we see all that God has brought us through, if we've learned that we can fully depend on God, we're going to look different. And that's what I see in Exodus 34 as Moses comes down from his time with God on the mountain. So let's read from Exodus 34, beginning at verse 27. The Lord said to Moses, write these words in accordance with these words. I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. He was there with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. He ate neither bread nor drank water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. He came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand. Moses did not know that the skin on his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin on his face was shining and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them and Aaron and all of the leaders of the congregation returned to him. And Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken to them on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out, he told the Israelites what had been commanded. The Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining, and Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's think back for just a moment. We have been journeying with the Israelites in the wilderness as we read through Exodus. So after the great miracle of escaping from slavery, we've wondered if there would be enough water and enough food. We've been with them as they turned away from God to worship an idol. We were with Moses as he was hidden in the cleft of the rock to see the glory of God pass by. Through it all, God was faithful to the people. You don't walk away from the journey like that as the same people. The Israelites didn't and we can't either. And that's actually God's intention. He meant for this time in the wilderness to be life-changing. The children of Israel were in the wilderness between Egypt and the Promised Land. They weren't slaves anymore. God had freed them. But they had not yet come into the promises of God. God wanted this time in the wilderness to change the people, to form them into a particular kind of community, a community that would serve God and God alone and act with love for neighbor Right? Those are the two greatest commandments that Jesus told us in Matthew. And those come right from the Old Testament. 
The time in the wilderness shaped the people of Israel into people that God wanted them to be. We began our scripture reading for this sermon with God telling Moses to write the words of the covenant down. That would ensure that the people would not forget and that they could be passed down from generation to generation, as Psalm 90 says. The God of mercy and steadfast love was giving Israel every possible way to keep the laws, to hide them in their hearts. Moses, up on that mountain, was truly experiencing God. He was learning from the Lord, learning how to be a part of the covenant. And then it came time to come down. Moses gathered up the tablets and descended the mountain, but there was something he didn't realize. The skin of his face shone because he had been speaking with the Lord. The radiant glory of God was on him. You see, being in the presence of God marked him. Have you ever seen the statue of Moses by Michelangelo? If you haven't, you can search it and lots of photos come up. Or, you know, if you happen to be listening in Rome, Italy, go see the original. So if you can look at the picture of that statue right now, do you notice anything unusual? Maybe on his head? That isn't just a massively bad hair day on the top of his head. What you are seeing in Michelangelo's statue is Moses with horns. And why is that? No, it is not a costume for the fall festival. Now, I won't go through the whole history of translating the Bible, but the short version is that the Hebrew word for radiant and horns share the same consonants. So in the fourth century, when Jerome translated the Bible into Latin, he saw the word in verse 29 and 30 and translated it as horns. Of course, they were still reading the Latin version when Michelangelo made his sculpture. And, I mean, it's clear that there was something scary and different about the face of Moses from the way people reacted to him. And, honestly, it's not quite as odd as it strikes us because horns in the Bible represented power and authority. Think about the book of Daniel or the book of Revelation that uses that picture of horns to talk about people in power. Moses had come down from the mountain carrying the second set of tablets with the Ten Commandments. He had authority. Jerome got it right that something life-changing had happened to Moses, something that changed him so much that you could see it in his face. Aaron and the people were afraid of Moses' changed face. He had to wear a veil over his face. There was something visibly different about Moses after joining in the covenant and spending time with God. His face was shining. I was thinking about... Last year, we, we went to the Race for the Fallen that they have on Jekyll Island every year, and it's a fundraiser for police officers who have died in the line of duty. And so, okay, I was not a runner in the race. I was cheering on the sidelines, but I did have some runners in the race. And so, it's a nighttime race, and everybody kind of wears glow sticks and and. A, a brightly colored shirt and so as you're watching the race they kind of disappear and you're just watching for that glow to come back into the picture you're watching for those those glowing shiny runners to come back and and you can't help but see them because in the darkness there's that glowing light you might think about it next week as you go out and about and if you're taking any part of 
fall festivals or trick-or-treating, you know, we, we have this, this glowing light that we're looking for in the darkness. Uh, shining faces show up. You notice them. And maybe you know a lot of people that you can see the glow on them. I certainly do. I know so many people that I look at their faces and I can see the glory of God. They're shiny people. Being with God marks us. When we spend time in the presence of God, it changes us. When we speak to God as a friend speaks to a friend, that's going to show up on our faces. We have a baptism this morning at Jessup First United Methodist Church, and I'm so glad to be welcoming Maverick Hubbard into our church family. Like Moses with his shining face as he came down from the mountain, baptism changes us too. It marks us as part of the covenant community. Baptism is a sacrament, an outward visible sign of God's grace and presence. It is the glory of God made visible. And through Jesus, God made a new covenant by water and the Spirit. So the New Testament invites us to hear the story of how the covenant changes us in a whole new way. Moses ate the bread of heaven. Jesus is the bread of heaven. Moses struck a rock and received water. Jesus is the living water. Moses' face reflected the glory of God. But as Christians, we believe that Jesus is the glory of God. As John writes, we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. That's the story. That's the covenant that our baptism invites us to be part of. That story changes our hearts and shines on our faces. If you are part of the covenant community that Jesus made possible, if you've been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this has marked you. It's changed you. And people can see it in your shining face. You're going to reflect the glory of Christ. As Michael Card writes, we are changed into his likeness as we gaze upon the sun. You can see it in our shining faces. And the thing about it is, Maverick needs to see our shining faces. We're going to promise in his baptism to be the church community that he needs us to be, to point the way to Jesus, to live out the covenant, to shine with the light of Christ. Along with children everywhere, from generation to generation, Maverick needs to see the glory of God shining through you. It's Reformation Sunday, and so I've got to mention Martin Luther as we talk about baptism. Luther often felt assailed by forces against him, but he held tight to the idea that baptism had changed him and marked him as belonging to Christ. So here we are back to Bible translation. Luther was translating the Bible into German so that people who couldn't read the ancient biblical languages would be able to read it in their own language. But while he was translating, he really struggled. He had doubt. He was discouraged. 
And so he would pick up his ink pot and throw it at the devil and shout, I am baptized. He held on to that with both hands. That baptism was the sign that he was part of the covenant. He belonged to God. You see, he knew that God was a mighty fortress. And so he would say these words, I am baptized. I'm marked with the seal of Christ. Lutheran pastor Nadia Bowles Weber writes, Nowhere are we more prone to encroaching darkness than when we're stepping out into the light. If you have ever experienced sudden discouragement in the midst of healthy decisions, or if there's a toxic thought that will always send you spiraling down, or if there's a particular temptation that is your weakness, then I make the following suggestion. This is from Nadia Bowles Weber. Take a note from Martin Luther's playbook and defiantly shout back at the darkness, I am baptized. Not I was baptized somewhere in the past, but I am baptized. I am marked with the seal of Christ. I am forever changed because I am baptized and no force in this world can defeat that seal and that mark and that covenant that we're part of. I know it has felt like we're in the wilderness, but that time in the wilderness was life-changing for the people of Israel. You could see the change in Moses' face. And so I hope this time in our own wilderness forces us back to God. Don't let the discouragement of the wilderness define your story. You belong to Christ and your face reflects the glory of the Father's only Son. I am baptized. I am changed. I am marked with the seal of Christ. Will you pray with me? Lord, we come into your presence. We thank you for welcoming us into your covenant community. We thank you for Maverick Hubbard and for his family. Let us surround him with your love and grace. May our lives shine with your glory in a way that leads him and generation after generation into the way of life eternal. Lord, let our faces shine with the light of Christ. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen.
Listening to the podcast of Jessup First United Methodist Church with Rebecca Duke Barton. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website. It's jessupfumc.org. That's J E S U P F U M C.org.